0: Namaste and hello everyone. This is Akshita for those of you who are listening to me for the first time. According to Ayurveda, the Vata season begins in the fall and goes until late winter. Before we get started on knowing all about this Vata Dosha, I am really excited to let you know there is an amazing Ayurveda giveaway at the end of this episode where the owner of Pure Indian Foods is giving two lucky listeners a free special Vata Pacifying Spice shipped anywhere in the US. To participate in this Ayurveda giveaway, please listen to my interview with the owner of Pure Indian Foods at the end of this episode, and all the giveaway details are mentioned in the interview and in the the description box. I hope you all can participate in this special giveaway. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tell me what you eat and I will tell you who you are. This is how I started an engaging conversation with my co-worker few years back when I was still in the IT field. She was literally salivating, looking at my warm, comforty, home-cooked meal and then boringly opened her small Ziploc bag with roasted pistachio nuts and one small apple. And that's all she said she had for lunch. After seeing what she ate for lunch, I slowly started describing her personality, her mental behavior patterns, probable physical imbalances she may be facing. It almost felt like peeling an onion layer by layer. The more she got interested and involved, I gained confidence to gently ask if she had relationship issues facing low self-esteem in life and she was just blown away with the accurate personality analysis and seriously thought I was some weird, freaky fortune teller I immediately assured her that I knew nothing about fortune-telling or astrology. The only thing I know and practice in my own life is what I call the science of right eating, which is Ayurveda. I lovingly told my co-worker that taking note of her eating habits and taking a good look at her physical structure, I could correctly assess that she was indeed a vata-dominant personality. And eating airy and rough, dry foods like roasted nuts and apple would definitely bring vata imbalance in her body and mind. Since we are talking about vata dosha in this episode, I thought of sharing this interesting story with you all. Ayurveda in just three to five years here in the US has become hugely popular and almost everyone knows or has at least heard about Vata, Pitta and Kapha doshas. Vata, the literal translation in Sanskrit is to move. So Vata dosha governs all the movements happening in our body and mind and also all the movements happening in our creation. What affects us affects the environment we live in, and what affects the environment affects us. It is a very symbiotic relationship. As we move into the fall season and the weather starts getting cooler, we leave behind pitta and enter into the vata season, According to Ayurveda, fall season is made up of air and ether elements, which comprises of vata dosha. Hence, fall is considered to be a predominant vata season. Vata governs physical movement, circulation, communication, mental activity, sensory perception, motor function, respiration, heart function, and pretty much all our nervous system. You know you are in the vata season when it tends to be a drag to complete your chores, lose focus to finish your errand list. In my own experience past few days, it's been difficult for me to pull myself to go to yoga or any exercise. Lethargy sets in big time. During the season, the whole nature gradually goes into hibernation. Your dosha may not be vata dominant, but it is key to make sure it is in balance. Pitta and kapha doshas cannot operate without vata. Anything that moves in our bodies and mind is controlled by vata, it controls the blood flow. Elimination of waste, breathing, and even thoughts that come and go in our minds is governed by the Vata ruler. No wonder it is called the King of Doshas. I would like to share with you this beautiful shloka from the original Ayurveda text, Ashtanga Rudaya, which describes the physical locations of Vata in our body. Pakvashaya Kati Sakti Stotrasti, Sparsha Endriyam Sthanam Vatsaya Tatrapi Pakvadhanam Visheshata. The meaning of the shloka is Vata is naturally present in the large intestine. Pakvashaya that's what is called in the shloka. It is present in the waist, called as kati. Vata is present in the hip region, called as sakti. Hip region houses the reproductive and excretory organs. Vata is also present in our ears, called as shrotra. Vata is present in the bones, called as asti and vata is present in the skin called as as sparsha indriya. I go much deeper to know our vata dosha in detail in my 100-hour online Ayurveda certification course. Here, I just wanted to give you a glimpse on how Ayurveda was originally written in the form of shlokas, Armed with the wisdom and knowledge of Ayurveda, we can effectively pacify the vata dosha. The main mantra to bring vata in balance is routine, routine, routine. Favor more the sweet, sour and salty taste to pacify vata. In today's society, we are pretty much addicted to sweet and salty foods and not bad on consuming sour foods either. All our holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, and the Indian holiday Diwali falls during the Vata season. So go ahead and indulge your sweet tooth. Enjoy the holiday comforty treats, but also make a conscious choice of eating healthier desserts made with all-natural whole food sweeteners like dates and figs. This way, we effectively practice the Ayurveda principle of balance and moderation. Before I offer you some proven Ayurveda remedies for balancing vata in your body and mind, let us see what are the symptoms that tell us our vata is out of balance. Being in tune with our bodies help us recognize common symptoms of vata imbalance. Excessive stress leads to vata imbalance. Is your skin dry, rough or cracked? Are you constantly restless or agitated? Do you get feelings of fear, anxiety, loneliness? Is your mind constantly in a whirl? Are you easily fatigued? The classic one is Do you feel bloated, gassy or constipated? Have trouble sleeping at night? Do you experience joint pains? Do you have struggle keeping focus during the day? Ayurveda principle says, like increases like. So use the opposite to balance. Vata season, which is cool, dry, rough, can be less aggravating if we incorporate the principle of opposites and nourish our bodies and mind with warm oil massages, deep nourishing foods. You know your vata is in balance when you have a sense of stability and groundedness in your daily lifestyle. During vata season, eat foods that are warming, fresh and well-cooked. Drink lots of warming liquids such as hot water and herbal teas to prevent dehydration. Fresh ginger tea is excellent to keep body hydrated. A vata-pacifying diet favors warm, cooked foods and hot beverages. Soft and oily foods, unctuous foods, pasta, cooked cereals and soups should be favored over dry and crunchy foods. I would strongly encourage Vata personalities to stay away from salads and any kind of raw foods during this fall season. As I mentioned, the mantra to balance Vata is routine, routine, routine. So I want to give you a high-level dhinacharya, meaning the daily routine routine to make sure our vata is balanced and grounded. One of the important dinacharya routine you can have is getting up daily by six in the morning. Rising early and going to bed early is the best way to pacify vata. Go to bed by 9.30, 10 p.m. at night and getting up early before 6 a.m. is the proven remedy to keep vata in balance daily bowel movement is crucial to make sure our vata is not in or not is not out of balance doing abhyanga self massages with warm sesame oil rest and relaxation is very important during this vata season go for nature walks do some light yoga listen to soothing music Have enough good quality sleep, at least 7 to 8 hours, to feel rejuvenated and relaxed. Having breakfast by 8 o'clock in the morning is very beneficial. Try to have lunch by 1 p.m. every day and dinner should be early by 6 or at the least 6.30 p.m. in the evening. Please remember to favor warm, freshly cooked meat. The taste to favor in your meals should be sweet, sour and salty. Sip ginger tea throughout the day to keep you hydrated. Make sure to eat healthy fats during the vata season. Soaked nuts and soaked seeds are very good to balance vata. I would cut back on legumes and beans during the vata season. I prefer to have only mung beans. The grains should be quinoa, rice, wheat. Cooked oatmeal is very beneficial. Add warming spices to your meals. Cumin, fennel, ginger, cinnamon, pepper. So this gives you an idea on how to follow a vata balancing dinacharya. Now I would like to share with you few things I do personally that works to balance my vata in body and mind. My dosha is pitta kapha and my vata dosha is pretty passive, but I do get impacted during the fall and winter season here in Arizona as Arizona is pretty much a vata weather all year round. For balancing my mind in the fall season, which gets pretty anxious and restless with many projects running simultaneously for me, I like to recite devotional mantras. I love kirtans and bhajans. So getting immersed deeply in a devotional chant helps to ground the air element in my mind. One of the most powerful chant I like to do to balance my Vata mind is to recite Hanuman Chalisa. Most of you might be familiar with the heroic monkey god Hanuman who plays a big role in the epic Ramayana where he helps Lord Rama rescue his wife Sita from the evil Ravana. A calm, peaceful, Meditative Hanuman sits on my consultation table where I offer my respects before every consult. The reason we chant Hanuman Chalisa is because Hanuman, the monkey god, is the son of Vayu. He is the controller of the mighty wind, the air element. Yogic philosophy describes our mind to be like a monkey racing and jumping from one branch of desire to the other, constantly thinking and restless. To get control on my mind, I hook it on a devotional chant or a mantra and Hanuman Chalisa works wonders to ground my vata. The word Chalisa means 40. So Hanuman Chalisa describes beautifully the personality the power and devotion of Hanuman in 40 verses. Reciting this mantra with devotion and concentration is far more important than trying to recite it by being technically perfect. This mantra is very powerful to ground the air element in our mind. I always give this analogy to my clients An imbalanced Vata mind is like a flying kite. Wherever the wind blows, there goes the kite. Same is true with the imbalanced Vata mind. You don't have to recite all 40 verses of Hanuman Chalisa. You can only do one and you can still reap the benefits. Just try to do the best of your ability and leave the rest to the divine grace. Now to balancing my vata body, I love to eat comforty and grounding foods. All the root veggies that we get in the fall season are a blessing to balance vata. I love making savory homemade breads with yams, potatoes. I use lot of water-rich squashes in my soups. Everything in the fall and winter season is freshly cooked at home And I use generous portions of warming spices like black pepper, cinnamon, cumin, ginger, garlic. You will be surprised. Deep fried foods are also best to ground and balance vata during the fall season. So when I have a really tough consultation with a client or I've had a really bad day, I know with experience the only dish that brings Some sanity and balance to me is having a delicious, comforty Indian bread called Puri, spelt as P-U-R-I or P-O-O-R-I, which I deep fry it in avocado oil. So you see, there is a place for deep fried foods in Ayurveda. We only have to know when to eat it, how much to eat it and with what to eat it. Ayurveda does not believe in suppression or elimination of any foods. It only points us to have an optimum digestive fire called as Agni and refined taste buds. These two will always guide us to eating right for our body type, that is the dosha. You may be new to Ayurveda or have been experimenting with it for a while now. If you were to ask me to give you two things that will help to balance your vata in body and mind, I would undoubtedly pick ghee and hing. I like to call ghee as the best loyal friend of vata. Ghee, also known as clarified butter, has become so popular in just two to three years that almost every grocery store in the U.S., carries ghee in their dairy section. It is best if you prepare it at home. It doesn't take much time, 15 to 20 minutes. For more than 12 years, I have been using organic, unsalted, cultured butter to make my own ghee. If you want to have authentic Ayurveda ghee, it has to be prepared with cultured organic butter. Now coming to my favorite spice, hing, spelt as H-I-N-G. This is also called as asafordida in English. This spice works amazingly well if you have issues with bloating, indigestion, gas, constipation. Many of my clients cannot digest dishes made with beans or legumes. I always tell them to use Hing. Adding a small pinch of Hing to any savory dish takes the dish to a different dimension of flavor. It not only helps you to digest and assimilate the food properly, more importantly, it helps to bring more flavor to the dish. Both ghee and Hing have tons and tons of benefits it would be impossible for me to include everything on this one episode. But I would really encourage you to listen to this insightful interview I did with Pure Indian Foods founder, who in my opinion sells the best hing and organic cultured ghee here in the U.S., I really had a lot of fun doing this interview and learned quite a bit on the origin of Hing, how it is sourced, and you will learn amazing benefits of using Hing in your daily life. Please do listen to this interview because the founder of Pure Indian Foods is doing an amazing Hing Giveaway. And two of my lucky listeners are going to get a free bottle of Hing shipped to them anywhere in the US. So if you have been in two minds about trying Hing, or you're completely new to this amazing spice Hing, this is your opportunity to participate in this giveaway. All the details on how to participate in this Ayurveda Hing giveaway is in the description section. Please check it out. Vata season is a season for pampering. Mother nature tells us to relax, reflect and rejuvenate. So let's not disobey her. Take time in this holiday season to connect with you first. Pamper yourself. Indulge in some relaxing massages, luxury facials. Eat good, yummy-licious food. Spend quality time with your family and friends. Deeply connect with your loved ones. This is the best remedy to balance vata and feel secure and grounded in life. Until we meet again, happy holidays. A friendly reminder to all. My interview with the Pure Indian Foods owner and the Ayurveda giveaway follows after this outro song. So please listen to this. Thank you. Sahana vavatu, Ma with Vishwavahe Oh Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to welcome Sandeep Akarwal to my podcast today. He is the founder of Pure Indian Foods. Actually, Sandeep is the co-founder. He started it with his wife, Pure Indian Foods, and I believe he started it in 2008 and brings to us authentic, amazingly delicious USDA certified organic Ayurveda products. So I just can't wait to chat with him. Welcome to my podcast, Sandeep. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. How did you start the Pure Indian Foods? I know there's an interesting story behind uh, how you brought it to the United States. I also heard from you that ghee making is your family business. I I would love to call it a family tradition. So please share with us how this all came into being. Oh, absolutely. So this started, as you rightly said, we started this business
1: back in uh, 2008 me and my wife we started it prior to that i had been um, an it graduate and with the finance uh, degree masters degree i worked in the financial industry my wife makes the uh, you know all the batches of ghee that we sell uh, we have a small family business i take care of you know customer service and marketing and sales and research i formulate i along the process you know about uh, 8 years ago i started herbal medicine so i'm a trained um, herbalist so i do a lot of formulations of my products so um,
0: that's where we are right now and i also know from sandeep that the cultured ghee that he sells on his website it is not only usda certified organic and comes from grass-fed cows but the milk is non-homogenized which is very yes. important for having an authentic cultured ghee according to ayurvedic principles. So when I read that on his website, I was really very impressed that he sources not only local milk, but he sources milk that is non-homogenized because less processing is what makes the authentic ghee. That's exactly right. So now I really want to talk to you, Sandeep, on hing because the podcast I did today was for vata dosha. And vata dosha, when I talk about vata... I have to think about hing. I okay. must say I am biased to hing. I need to put it out there. Hing, as many people are getting familiar, is called as esophrodita. It's also called as devil's dung, which I really don't like to call it because it feels like it has a yucky smell to it. Um, honestly, it has a unique smell you need to get acquired to it but I don't think it has a yucky smell but when you put it in your any savory dishes you cook the hing as a furdita it just gives a different dimension of flavor to your dish and any people who have vata imbalance issues like constipation flatulence bloating all these can be really simply um simply corrected by just eating a amazingly flavorful dish using hing. So I just want to talk about hing with Sandeep because the way he sources hing, it's just amazing. I've been looking for hing for like quite a few years now. The one I got was from Kerala. It was really very good quality from India. But I quickly... Um, finished it because I use hing almost every day in my cooking and I was waiting to get a good quality hing. It's very hard to get by the way. Um, I have been asking people around. It's very hard even in India to get a good quality one. There are many products. If you go to Asian grocery stores you'll find hing But that hing is mixed with wheat flour and there's hardly hing in it. There's more of wheat flour or something else as a filler. So getting a good quality hing has always been a big challenge for me. And when I found this on Pure Indian Foods, in fact, it was one of my friends who suggested I was like a happy camper, Sandeep. So please (laughs) tell me how you source your hing and what's the story behind? Because I'm really interested in knowing that.
1: Oh absolutely so yes hing is one of my uh, favorite spices you know obviously we sell over 30 different spices and i love all of them but i definitely have a soft corner for hing because hing is just so flavorful i mean i just don't know why i get attracted to hing and i actually mentioned this on my website if you see like in the modern times how say you know, we, you know people have large homes and you know, the mom is cooking, you know, meal in the kitchen and everybody in the, is there in their rooms. And when the dinner is ready, you know, she has to yell to everybody, hey, guys, you know, dinner is ready. And people are still on their computer and texting and doing all kinds of things. When I was growing up, my mother didn't have to do this. She would just have to, you know, start making the food in the kitchen. And then when she would put this tadka of hing, that's your signal you know automatically that dinner is almost ready because that's one of the steps, you know, when she was was making dal. So you make the dal and your dal is boiled and everything is ready to go. And then in the end, she will heat up the ghee, put some hing in there, put some uh, jeera in there and do what we call tadka or And Yeah, it's
0: called a seasoning in English. Tadka is a seasoning. And hing has to be cooked. By the way, we cannot use raw hing when we are consuming it. Uh, and it it gets. I think that you do justice to hing only when you saute it in ghee. <laughs> you can saute it in any medium of fat, but ghee mm-hmm. really enhances the hing uh, yes. and brings out all the medicinal benefits. Yeah. Please go so, ahead, Sandeep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically that's when you know the whole house is full of beautiful aroma of ghee and the hing, and I used to love it. And the same thing, I, you know, come to this country and we go back to India. I just, I said, what happened to that good hing we used to get? Has it been like just evaporated from market or what? So every time I would go to India, I would meet with our farmers and suppliers. And I'm just always looking for, you know, hing. I was unsuccessful. And then about three years ago, I found a source, very clean, very reliable, but it's still was not as potent or strong as I wanted. It still had this gluten issues. So we worked with our suppliers for almost two and a half years to create a product which is very potent. You only use, have to use just a small pinch of it, has no gluten, it's batch tested for gluten. And it's not just the hing, it's not just that bitter flavor of hing, it's very pleasant flavor of the hing is what you know, I like about this hing. Because again, having strong hing is not enough, you know, at least for me, you know, maybe some people like very strong hing. I love strong, but it has to have that very pleasant flavor is what I like. And this hing, after, you know, almost three years of research, we have just the right quality of hing and we get small quantity, it quickly sells out. So, you know, it's very popular. And I would say that please definitely check it out If you like hing, you will not go back to anything else.
0: Yes, I totally, totally agree on it. And I have used different uh, brands of hing before. As I said, I got the best one was from Kerala and that quickly got finished by me. But this one is really, really, truly amazing. I have um, tasted this hing that Sandeep is talking about. I've used it in my dal's and my curries, and I make that tadka, that seasoning with ghee, and I put hing in it. I put black um, the mustard seeds, the cumin seeds, a little bit of uh, red chilies, curry leaves, and you just take any savoury dish to another level when you make the seasoning with hing and ghee so you are just making me salivate <laughs> just yeah, by saying yeah. hing i my appetite starts to build and exactly it, and exactly it's it true according to ayurveda one of the important properties of hing is it builds appetite so yes. to so many of my clients they don't feel hungry one of the questions i ask in my consultations is what do you have first thing in the morning? Maybe you have water, you have water and lime or whatever. But when, mm-hmm. what is the time you feel hungry? And some, like, you know, at least four or five clients, sadly, they just don't feel hungry. And mm-hmm. that is a very wrong sign. You have to feel hungry. Hunger is a very, I call it a spiritual quality because from Ayurvedic philosophy, if you don't feel hungry, To have your first meal, that is what is called as breakfast, because we are breaking the fast. If you don't feel like having your breakfast first thing in the morning, the yogic philosophy tells us that you will quickly lose the hunger for life as well. So feeling hunger every day is very, very important. And for clients who don't feel hunger and nine out of 10 times is because of wrong way of living, wrong way of eating. So I always incorporate hing to them because hing is appetite building. You eat good and then you feel hungry the next day because you digest it well. And uh, I don't want to go in detail about the Ayurvedic principles. But one thing I need to let my clients know, because most of women have constipation, bowel problems. They don't go regular every day. There is a lot of bloating. Bloating has become like an epidemic. Hing hmm. really helps to activate the apana Vata. So that is the downward flow of vata. And that is what Hing does. And going to the bowels every day will be such a pleasure, for a lack of a better word, you know. It oh, will be really, uh, you'll feel energized, you'll feel happy, you'll feel contented. So there are many, many benefits of Hing. If you Google it, you will get a long list of benefits. Um, and I specifically want Vata-dominant people to have it because it helps on your nervous system. So jump in, Sandeep, for to give your... Um, Uh, experience on it but it really helps the nervous system because it calms uh, the anxiousness it calms the runny racy mind I always say the vata imbalanced mind is like a flying kite wherever the wind (laughs) flows the kite flows that's how the vata (laughs) mind flows so it brings a balance because it has the potential to decrease the wind, the air quality, and that's what makes vata imbalanced. So that's why hing is very important for vata's nervous system. It helps in the digestion because it balances the samana vata, which is related to our digestion, and it also helps to activate the apana vata. So that apana vata also helps in menstrual health. You know, for women yes. who have um, heavy periods, have... Uh, menstrual cramps hing works like a blessing so there are many many i mean i can just make one podcast on just hing and as i said i just both sandeep and i we love hing we have a disclaimer we can move on yeah one thing
1: i want to share and i'm pretty sure you would remember that say in india when a baby is colicky. You know, baby has gas and bloating.
0: Exactly, yes.
1: You know what we used to do? Just make a thin paste of hink powder and apply around the belly button of the baby. Mm-hmm. So not only that when you eat hing, it benefits you, but here, every mother in India knows that this is a remedy for colicky baby who is suffering because the stomach is just like so much extended. Apply a thin paste of hink powder around the belly button. And baby feels so much better within a few minutes.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that, Sandeep. I mean, that has been a classical remedy by all mothers in India. Yes. Um, So I was uh, talking about using hing. Please make sure you cannot use raw hing in cooking. We cannot consume raw hing because it doesn't activate its medicinal benefits. It has to be sorted in a medium of fat. And we encourage you to use ghee and use the cultured ghee, organic, and you'll see the difference, how the hing brings out the flavor and the medicinal benefits out. If you were to use hing raw, you use it only topically, as Sandeep was saying. So just as he said, applying to the navel, even women who have issues with menstrual problems can use hing. What I tell my clients is take hing, and take few drops of warm ghee. It has to be warm, not hot, not room temperature. Warm, preferably ghee. If not ghee, you can also use warm olive oil. And take few drops and make it into a paste on your palm and then apply it on your navel area and rub it clockwise. This does give a lot of comfort when you have menstrual issues. So you can apply it there. And when people have cough, or breathing problems, Sandeep, Hing has been applied just the same paste on the chest area. Oh, really? Yeah, I I did not know that. Yeah, it has been used on the chest area, especially it also is, I mean, it's not been proven yet. Even for post-nasal drip, people are using Hing now and it's giving them relief because Another thing that just occurred to me: Do you know what Sanskrit meaning of hing is? It's called hingu. It says remover of cuff or phlegm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does say hingu in Sanskrit. You are absolutely right. Yes, hingu is remover of cuff or phlegm. So what that indicates is it's also a best friend for kapha. It's not just for vata, because kapha sure. is all about mucus and hing is excellent in taking out, elevating all mucus and breathing problems. So applying the Hink Paste on the chest area, especially during heavy winter seasons, if you have asthma, if you have breathing problems, it really works wonders. Instead of putting any chest rub, make this Hink Paste and apply. And it really gives a soothing, warm feeling there.
1: Very good. Very interesting. I must um, just tell uh, to your listeners that our Hing is up to 10 times stronger, more potent than the Hing commonly available in the market. So I must caution that sometimes some of the recipes these days would say, you know, use quarter teaspoon of Hing. That they are talking about Hing, which is heavily diluted. And there's very little Hing in there. But when it comes to our hing, which is so absolutely pure, please make sure you use just a pinch. And I'm telling you, if you use more, your food will be bitter. It is so strong. Yes. So that's just a word of caution. To use hing in very small quantity, more doesn't mean better. You know, just like how we do in America, you know, more is better, not right. when it comes to hing. Exactly. Even a small amount works really well.
0: Yes, yes. And I totally agree there because I have used your hing and I've made the ghee tadka, the seasoning, and I had to use a very little pinch. Because just when you hold that hing powder and you smell it, you know it is very potent. Uh, So I just used a little pinch and it goes a long way. And most of the hing that we find in the market, either it is, as I said, mixed with any gluten flour like wheat, Or one I had used, it was an online organic provider. Uh, They provided hing mixed with fenugreek seeds. I was happy because I didn't want any gluten flour mixed with hing. But as the years went by, the fenugreek seeds started increasing and the hing quantity was getting way reduced. So whenever (laughs) I got the powder, I thought I was putting fenugreek powder in my tadaka and not the hing. So it is really very difficult, believe me, uh, to get Hing. It is, I don't know, is it very, um, is it not produced well uh, in abundance, Sandeep? It's I not, it's, it's not, it's not. And let me tell you how it is
1: produced. You see, hing. most of the Hing plants, they are in the wild. And most of the Hing comes from Iran, Afghanistan, and a little bit in Kashmir. You know, that's the region where Hing grows. And this is a tall plant. It comes in the fennel family and hing is produced by you know, the root of the plant. They make a small cut to the root, the juice oozes out and that's dried and that's basically what hing is. So they had tried to cultivate those hing plants but they have not been very, very successful. So that's why there is definitely a shortage limited amount of good quality hing is available and the the reason is because these plants they grow very well in the wild but you know trying to cultivate them has not been you know very very successful
0: yeah that is sad because uh, it has been really a challenge to get real high quality hing Um, is there a way we can grow it in the u.s i mean just out of curiosity i think you
1: know see a lot of you know, things can be grown in the U.S. Obviously, it depends on the zone. But I believe the the dry environment, dry and hot, is what in those regions that, you know, the temperature is. I think in the U.S., if I have to think about it, maybe it could be grown in Arizona, I would think about it. Uh, oh, it needs heat? It needs heat, yes. Mm. It needs, yeah, it needs heat. And, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of heat and very dry. And actually, it's very interesting that we are talking about it because every plant actually it grows the best in its own natural habitat or environment because whatever the properties of the plant is, the plant actually is creating a defense mechanism from the environment for itself. You see, mm-hmm. so, so all these properties, the medicinal properties the plants have, they have this because they are growing in that environment, you see, there's something to think about.
0: Yeah. No, rightly said, I hope we can grow it here. If it really thrives in heat, then Arizona should be the perfect uh, place yeah, to yeah, yeah. grow it. Um, maybe that You know, for be... example, saffron, you know, for example, saffron, right? It's very yes. hard to
1: grow. And, but I've seen, I've heard that it's, you know, some people in the U.S. are growing saffron successfully. So I'm pretty sure, you know, it can be tried, you know, uh, uh, you know, it might become uh, a viable crop here. You never know.
0: Yeah. And the way we both are passionate, Sandeep, I would not be surprised if you start having a hing farm now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, my wife doesn't want me to, you know, go into all kinds of directions because every time, say, I go to a conference, she doesn't want to talk to me for next couple of days because I'm going to bring lots of new ideas to her. You know, hey, you know, let's make this and let's, do that and you know I'm passionate I want to do this I want to actually have a farm and you know grow all these uh, you know medicinal plants and things like that but you know again the thing is that you really have to be uh, you know um, follow your passion uh, you know you cannot really be doing everything that's the challenge you know you, exactly you know, if you want to do a good job you find what you really love And then you just dedicate your whole life to it. So, you know, what we are doing right now, we are very happy. You know, our clients are happy and we are offering this service and uh, our products uh, are, you know, good quality. And again, my philosophy has been is focused on quality and not on quantity at all. So that's what we do. So anything that we sell or bring out, first, I have to be convinced we have to use it in our family for months and months, only then we are happy is when we offer it to our clients and customers, but not before that.
0: And I think it's only when a person has a passion like that goes to that length to doing it. Is make your family, yourself a guinea pig and then uh, put it out to the market. That's exactly a passionate person does that. So I'm really uh, thankful and fortunate that you give us really the best authentic way of uh, ayurvedic products here in the u.s i just feel very fortunate because right now if i didn't have your hing i would be really a sad person with no thadka (laughs) on my dal no thadka on my curry so life isn't the same without hing for me so i'm like utterly grateful for that so sandeep has been very kind and generous for us we've been talking all about the hing how good it is how potent his quality is, how pure it is. So it would be really unfair for the listeners of just saying what hing is and not allowing them, giving them an opportunity to taste this amazing hing that Pure Indian Food has brought us. So Sandeep has been very generous to allow our podcast listeners to taste his amazing, potent, pure hing. He's giving two listeners, free bottle of Hing. So this will be very exciting. This is an excellent opportunity. If you are having two minds about using Hing, the SFO this is an excellent opportunity to try it out and see how it helps you to strengthen your digestion, how it helps you to have balanced hormones, to keep a good, healthy menstrual cycle every month, it um, just in general, it brings balance and contentment in life. So Sandeep is offering two listeners, two lucky listeners, free Hing. So we are going to do a giveaway. Um, so please write your comments on how you feel about Hing. Would you be interested in uh, uh, trying the Hing out? If you have already tried it please write in comments your experience. Uh, We will pick two lucky winners for this. So the more you write to us and share your experience on Ayurveda, on Hing, on your journey to healthy living, this will help us to pick the right person to get this Hing. So Sandeep, I'm really very thankful for this offer, for this generous offer and doing this giveaway with us, uh, I'm really, really convinced that the person who gets it will be happy with this product because yours is one of the best Hing I have tasted.
1: Very good. Now I'm very happy that uh, your listeners, uh, you know, uh, would benefit so much by this amazing information that you have shared with them about Hing. Uh, it's very valuable. And, uh, you know, I, I would uh, definitely encourage everybody to check out our website, pureindianfoods.com. If you go to the contact us page, you can send me an email. If you have any questions, absolutely do not hesitate. Send me an email. I will be happy to answer all of your questions, any information that you're looking for. I would be delighted. So once again, it's pureindianfoods.com is
0: my website. Thank you, Sandeep. And I will be posting your website URL in the description. Um, so if people want to reach out to you, they know how to go and also look at all the unique products you offer on your website. And how to win this giveaway, also we'll have all the details in the description, but we really look forward to your comments. We would love to uh, read your story on your Ayurvedic journey, and if you have any interesting stories on Hing, please feel free to share this because we would love to read them. And Sandeep, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And again, thank you for coming on this podcast and sharing your passion on uh, bringing Ayurvedic products to us here in the U.S. And especially our love for Hing. So thank you.